Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Thursday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. Again, my name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So we are at the beginning of the 2023-2024 MLB offseason in the midst of the first full week of the offseason. And teams have made their decisions on on team options for 2024. They made decisions when it comes to their 40-man roster. We're still before we get into award seasons and into award season, and you're going to hear many Braves mentioned many times over the next few weeks when it comes to awards. And we're at that point of the offseason where, yes, free agency has started, so activity can pick up at any time, but you're basically just seeing teams kind of, you know, fill out their initial plans of the offseason. We're starting to see a few rumors out there, some, some teams connected to certain players, what have you, but right now you still haven't really seen activity truly pick up. The Braves actually have had a pretty busy offseason, a pretty productive offseason themselves compared to most. You know, one box that was going to be clear that the Braves were going to look to check for this offseason was going to be shoring up their bullpen, going to be adding to what they've already got established as the back end of their bullpen. And the Braves decided to do that by actually keeping their 2023 bullpen intact for a few more years. Pierce Johnson signing a two-year deal that could potentially be three years. Joe Jimenez signed a three-year deal. So the Braves pretty much have their bullpen in place, not only for 2024, but beyond as well, based off their first few significant moves of the offseason. But obviously the Braves have a few more boxes to check. Even though they decided to exercise the team option on Charlie Morton, bringing him back for $20 million in 2024, they definitely need to add some type of reliable starter to their starting rotation. They also declined their option on Eddie Rosario, which means that they do not have you know, one of their main two left field options in 2024. They basically had a platoon of Eddie Rosario and, and Kevin Pillar. Both of those players are now free agents. The Braves may potentially look to upgrade a bit when it comes when it comes to the offensive consistency that could come from left field. That's another major need for this team as well. So there definitely are some needs for this team to address. There are some, you know, while they're not significant holes, they are spots on the roster that the Braves could look to improve. But on Wednesday, it was a noteworthy day for the Braves, not because of anything to do with the roster or, or any of the players. But instead, it had to do with, in my opinion, one of the more underrated but most significant strengths 
of this Braves team, and that is the coaching staff. Specifically, the continuity of what has been a spectacular coaching staff for several seasons now. Ever since the Braves started this new era of success, the six straight playoff runs, including a World Series title in 2021, an underrated strength of this team has been their coaching staff. It's played a big role in so many of the young Braves players reaching higher ceilings than many thought they would in their careers. It's been a big reason why this Braves team has been so consistent and yet continues to improve. And for me, the biggest strength, the biggest contribution that this coaching staff has offered the Braves roster in recent memory is it's done such a good job of keeping this team resilient. If they run into a tough stretch, at least in the uh, regular season, if they run into a tough stretch of play for a few games, they always seem to bounce back. You know, that includes manager Brian Snicker, bench coach Walt Weiss, hitting uh, hitting coach Kevin Seitzer, pitching coach Rich Kranitz, third base coach Ron Washington, as well as first base coach Eric Young Sr. Well, with the fact that the Braves have had so much success with their coaching staff, we've seen for multiple years now that there were that there was interest from other teams in potentially seeing if they could, you know, come to the Braves coaching staff and get a name that they could elevate to a higher role on their own teams. And while overall there's been very little turnover, it seemed like it was a matter of time before there was going to be a significant departure or one or multiple people from this coaching staff in time when the right managerial or coaching opening came to, came to, came to form. And that's exactly what happened this offseason. It looked like this offseason was going to be the year when the Braves could potentially lose a part of their coaching staff. You had two former Braves executives, Dana Brown in Houston, as well as Perry Manassian in with the Los Angeles Angels. You had both of them have managerial openings become available. It seemed as if both of those former Braves executives had interest in Braves coaches, and on Wednesday, it finally became official. Third base coach... Infield instructor and longtime beloved member of the Braves organization, Ron Washington, accepted the role. He was named the new manager of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. And it makes perfect sense, Ron Washington getting a two-year deal with the Angels. It just made sense that this was the time for Ron Washington to finally see something that we know he has been wanting for a long time, to finally see what he has truly desired come true, and that is to once again become a manager in Major League Baseball. And the reason why it seemed like this was just the time for it to occur, why it was the the right situation, at least on the surface, for uh, Ron Washington to take on a manager role that he's long desired, is because it just seemed to line up with the Angels in terms of what they were looking for. You know, owner Arnie Moreno, again, GM Perry Manassian, they both have history. They both have plenty of knowledge, familiarity with Ron Washington. Ron Washington, for two decades, was a successful coach with the Oakland Athletics, manager with the Texas Rangers, and Artie Moreno had a front row seat for that, you know, being the owner of the Angels. Perry Manassian had his familiarity with Ron Washington when Manassian was a part of the Braves organization, you know, in the latter part of last decade. So there was a lot of familiarity. The Angels clearly wanted someone that had experience, but also had had successful experience at the major league level, and it made sense that Ron Ron Washington was going to be the hire for the Angels. Now, it may not be the best situation because obviously the Angels are kind of in a bit of limbo. They they could potentially see the departure of Shohei Otani. That could lead to questions about what the future for Mike Trout potentially could be, as well as where they exactly are on the competitive timeline. But make no mistake, 
Ron Washington is a home run hire for the Los Angeles Angels in terms of what he brings to the table. A coach that is beloved by his players, a coach that seems to play a great role in helping his young players reach their potential, not only offensively, but also defensively. Someone who relates very well, not only to the players in the organization, but throughout the organization. Ron, the reason Ron, Ron Washington has been involved with so many winning teams is because he's a source of supporting success in multiple ways. Make no mistake about it. He has played a critical Vital role. Alex Anthopoulos said it himself on Wednesday. Bold it, capitalize it, make it as emphasized as you possibly can. As much as you possibly can. The loss of Ron Washington is a big one for the Atlanta Braves because of how critical he was to the success of their young players in multiple fashions. Not only in terms of guiding them on the field as the third base coach, helping their overall development, especially on defense, and just being just an absolute source of how to be a successful major leaguer. That's what the Braves are losing in Ron Washington. Now, that doesn't mean that the Braves all of a sudden are going to fall off in terms of, you know, where they stand, you know, in potentially being World Series contenders for years to come. But without a doubt, the loss of Ron Washington and all that he brought to the table is certainly going to be felt throughout the organization in the near future and potentially beyond. But it's not just Ron Washington. It's also rumored that potentially Eric Young Sr. could be following Washington to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim to take on a coaching role on Washington staff. So, of course, that means that if Eric Young is going to depart and he himself is going to be a big loss as well with how long he's been, you know, in the Braves organization, you know, he's another beloved member of the coaching staff by many players, that's going to be two significant coaching positions that this Braves team is potentially going to have to field. And you're not going to easily replace what Ron Washington and Eric Young Singer Sr. brought to the table. Now, there, there could be a couple of notable candidates that can make sense. You know, we know that Matt Tuiasopo, the the, Bray, the Gwinnett Stripers, the AAA manager, he's someone that came up last year to coach third when when. Ron Washington missed a couple of games. He could potentially fill one of those roles. Maybe you could see a former player. I know that the name Martin Prado was thrown out today. Maybe he could be someone that could come in. And you know that he, with all of his experience, the versatility that he was as a major leaguer, he could provide some great guidance to this Braves team. Maybe he's someone that could come into play, especially with the latest trend in baseball being, you know, franchises bringing their former players into a coaching role. The, that they feel that they could thrive in. And of course, another name that's out there that if he doesn't land in the, another managerial job is David Ross. Now, David Ross doesn't have a, a long, you know, tenured time with the Braves, but he is well thought of within the Braves organization, within baseball. You know, Brian Snicker certainly has some familiar, familiarity with him as well. If he doesn't find a managerial job, perhaps he could be a part of the coaching staff. But it's likely that the Braves are going to see two significant coaching positions come open on their um, coaching staff. So it's definitely going to be another interesting wrinkle to their offseason as to how exactly they're going to fill those roles. But without a doubt, the departure of Ron Washington as well as Eric Young Sr., it's bittersweet. It's going to be hard to see those two members of the Braves organization go with how clear it's it's been just how much they're loved by the roster, by the coaching staff, and by the franchise. But make no mistake, it's the right time and it's the best thing for both of them for Washington to take on a managerial role, Eric Young Sr. potentially to take on a bigger coaching role with another organization. The right time was now for them to be able to take on bigger opportunities that they clearly deserved and you certainly wish them nothing but the best. 
But besides Alex Anthopoulos speaking on the departure of Ron Washington and how you know unfortunate that is in terms of what he meant to the Braves, Alex Anthopoulos also gave some more thoughts on how the Braves offense or how the Braves offseason could continue to shape. We'll discuss some of the points from his conversation with some Braves reporters earlier on this after or yesterday afternoon. So while Alex Anthopoulos really did not go into any detail, he did speak with the Braves media for the first time since, you know, speaking to them the day after the Braves had been eliminated from the playoffs about four weeks ago. And there wasn't really anything just truly newsworthy in terms of specific focuses of the Braves for the offseason or anything like that. Much of, you know, what was said in that in that press conference with Alex Anthopoulos the day after the playoffs much of that was just kind of hinted at in, in yesterday's conversations. But the most noteworthy, the biggest news of all that came from yesterday's um, conversation between Alex Anthopoulos and some of the Braves reporters is the fact that player payroll will, will once again likely increase in 2024. Now, that naturally was going to be the expectation. You know, the Braves right now have about $165 million committed to players on the roster for 2023. When you add in the raises that are going to come from arbitration and other, you know, decisions, what have you, you'll see that the opening, you'll see that the Braves payroll will get up to about, you know, around the $200 million mark. That'll be close to the $203 million mark that the Braves started out with in terms of their player payroll at the beginning of the 2023 season. It's anticipated the Braves will be above that mark to start 2024. Now, what does that exact number, you know, look like? You know, are we talking the Braves potentially having 20, 25, 30 million to work with in terms of adding significant talents to this roster? That remains to be seen. And you also know that the Braves are going to be cautious. They're going to be, you know, they're going to keep in mind where the luxury tax is. The luxury tax, of course, is determined by the average annual value of each player contract on the roster. Last year, the luxury tax threshold was at $233 million. The Braves surpassed that by a little bit. This year, it's going to be $237 million, and there's a good chance that the Braves will surpass it once again. But one consistent trend that Alex Anthopoulos has always remained, you know, true to is the fact that he said, if the right move is available, Payroll will not get in the way of the Braves making that move. The money will be there to make the right moves if it makes sense, and that seems to be the case once again. And of course, you know, as Brad Roland mentioned on the latest Battery Power podcast with, you know, all the success that the battery has had in recent years, the Braves are not short on money. They can take on, you know, a little bit of penalty if they truly want to bring in the players that they feel will make this roster even better for 2024 and beyond. Now, does that mean that they're instantly going to be, you know, in the running for the most significant free agents or the most high-priced free agents in this year's free agency class? No. You're, you're not, Steve Cohen's not walking through that door. The Braves are not going to sit here and all of a sudden, you know, throw out a couple of $200 million contracts. But it does mean that, you know, probably on short-term deals, the Braves can offer significant average annual values that can bring in talents that they can rely on to make this team better for 2024. So it's definitely encouraging, you know, in, in, in a offseason where we've already seen 
Some teams that made the playoffs, like the Minnesota Twins, and teams that clearly want to make the playoffs, like the San Diego Padres, where we've seen both of those franchises make it clear that they're going to cut back on payroll, it's good to see that the Braves are continuing the trend where they know the way for them to remain most successful is to act like one of the biggest spenders in baseball, and that's exactly what they're looking to do this offseason and beyond. Beyond talking about the payroll when it comes to, you know, the, the, the offseason itself, Alex Anthopoulos did mention that, you know, yes, what happened in the playoffs this season as well as in 2022, sure, you don't want to take it out of context. You don't want to put too much on a four-game sample size. And randomness, you know, just simply plays a bigger role in that small of a sample size in the playoffs. But it's also noteworthy as to why the Braves have been eliminated two years in a row. And from what the Braves have looked at, in their playoff performances, it does seem as if that's going to play a role in any offseason additions that the Braves decide to make. Whether it be free agency, whether it be trade, remains to be seen. But as I mentioned and others have mentioned as well, this Braves team, again, probably for the rest of this decade, when they arrive to the offseason, this offseason and future offseasons, any moves that they make, they're going to be focused on moves that are going to make them as best prepared to survive and thrive in the playoffs as possible to bring multiple championships back to Atlanta. And that's exactly what the Braves are going to look to do. So adding another significant arm to the rotation, potentially adding a, a pretty notable offensive source in left field, those are two options that are definitely out there for the Braves. Again, does it happen via trade or free agency? The whole point is, is that whatever the Braves decide to do to fill those holes, they're going to be moves that this Braves team feel will, that this Braves team will be confident can make them a better team, especially for the playoffs. And again, with the announcement that payroll will go up, it doesn't seem as if cost is really going to be a limiting factor on what directions the Braves decide to go. But speaking of left field, another interesting note from the conversation that Alex Anthopoulos have, had with the Braves media on Wednesday was the fact that the Braves have internally discussed looking at Vaughn Grissom in left field. Now, previously... It seems as if Alex Anthopoulos, you know, yeah, he's mentioned the idea being thrown about a bit within the organization, but they really wanted to keep, you know, Vaughn Grissom focused on the middle infield. But without a doubt, Vaughn Grissom opened some eyes when it comes to the fact that as a 22-year-old, he had a 920 OPS. It's no small feat. It, it's no, you know, it, it, it's nothing that happens every year for every franchise. That you have a 22-year-old who had a 300 average, 400 OBP, 500 slugging season at AAA like Vaughn Grissom did. His bat definitely progressed. His bat definitely took a step forward in terms of its production in 2023. Now, does that make it to where his bat is well enough to play in left field despite the fact that he may not be the best fielder out there? That's debatable. In my opinion, I still feel as that when it comes to Vaughn Grissom, you use him in a trade package with another minor leaguer two, with another minor leaguer or two to get the best return that you can, either as a controllable offensive option in left field or more likely a controllable option that can grow with your rotation. I think that you take the control of Vaughn Grissom and his offensive potential and you turn it into the best possible return that can help your pitching staff for years to come. And I think that that's still on the table in terms of what the Braves are going to look at this offseason. But the whole point of mentioning Vaughn Grissom 
potentially being an option in left field is that I think we're going to get some sort of action on Vaughn Grissom this offseason. Whether that's his best value for the organization being used as a trade piece to bring back a significant arm or potentially moving him to left field, that remains to be seen. One other note that's definitely significant in terms of helping out the Braves' depth, at least, when it comes to their rotation, potentially their bullpen. It does look as if, you know, we've already heard that, you know, Tyler Matzik should be back and available for spring training in 2024. Nick Anderson the same way, being back and available for spring training in 2024. Waskar Unoa, it seems as if he will be in line to come back and be available for spring training and potentially be available for 2024. Waskar Unoa, of course, missed 2023 with Tommy John surgery. He's had experience in the starting rotation. He's had experience in the bullpen. He at least is a versatile arm and a versatile arm that can throw at a high velocity that the Braves potentially could utilize in 2024. So it's never a bad thing to have as much depth and versatility as possible when it comes to your pitching staff. Having Waskar you know available for spring training is another notable development for this Braves franchise as well as the pitching rotation. So again, no moves in terms of the roster or no you know free agent or trade moves or anything like that, but definitely a noteworthy Wednesday for the Braves. We wish Ron Washington and you know potentially Eric Young Sr. all the best. Definitely glad to see that the payroll will once again increase in 2024, and we're now getting to the point to where we're potentially going to start seeing some moves being made by the Braves to make this 2024 as strong of a World Series favorite as it can possibly be. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on The Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert will be back with you for Friday with the latest podcast to be named later. And then in the coming days, you'll get another edition of the Battery Power Podcast with Brad Worland and Scott Coleman. Make sure to check out all the great content from the Braves Battery Power Podcast Network Wherever you get your podcasts, free on all podcast platforms, batterypower.com, at batterypowersbn, across all forms of social media. Until next time, go Braves. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSEC on Twitter. We'll talk to you again soon here on The Daily Hammer. (laughs) 